People cannot be both ignorant and free. Help keep KPFT vibrant with your financial contribution. Visit kpft.org to join securely online. This is commercial-free, listener-sponsored Pacifica Radio, KPFT Houston. La trata de personas es la esclavitud moderna y sucede hasta en nuestras propias comunidades. Las víctimas pueden ser de cualquier género, edad o raza. Únete a la campaña del Departamento de Seguridad Nacional, Campaña Azul, para aprender a reconocer y reportar este crimen atroz. Visite el sitio web de dhs.gov barra oblicua Blue Campaign. Tu segunda mirada puede ser su segunda oportunidad. KPFT Houston. Shaken up to build a nation, agriculture, roots, medicine, appropriated. They kill stories, crops, and societies. Stolen recipes, lost remedies. The list goes on, here now gone. Temples and ruins, lost books of the Yucatan. The burden of the Mayan codices. Taking over cities, installing treaties for the greedy. The main interest, riches, business, access for indigenous was prohibited. Build a jail, build a school, build a church. That's how coloniality works. Went back and saw my people everywhere Eagle in the air, serpent in its mouth Flying south, turn it back around To the drum beat, signaling to the crowd It's time to get free or turn it out The next conquest by the U.S. God bless, countless, pronounced dead But they still with us We supposed to still with us Don't I think still with us Guadalupe still with us Guadalupe still with us We supposed to still with us Don't I think still with us I always be here, I'm never leaving Like the ancestors that visit me in the evening Taking time, singing Las Mañanitas in Chicago Learning sonar ocho versos, vivos de Wapango All my elders, this is to you Puro that is practicing santeria and voodoo Antepaisados, conocidos, medicine, knowledge, love for the people They outlawed drums in La Colonia We subverted sounds during ceremonia And now they tell us that we have to go Pero estamos aquí, we're already home The real America, seeing distant relatives Looking at the way we live, who controls dividends Payback is coming, justice, karma Brought on by the mantra, ancestral knowledge They're still with us We supposed to still with us Don't I think still with us Guadalupe still with us Guadalupe still with us We supposed to still with us Don't I think still with us Guadalupe still with us
This is Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say, on the air. Tuning you into the Latino literary renaissance in all its splendor. Interviews, teatro, rap, fiction, poetry, memorias, composer spotlights, and more. Always más. Your spiritual overdrive during drive time continues as Generation Radio hands over the 100,000-watt reins to Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say, and our communities continue to control the narrative. That means today we're going to walk you through the distractions of white supremacist in charge and bring you, like the song says, like Mech Step said, the spirits that are around, still around, and thriving. Today on the radio program, we will impose our will on the universe, and we're going to introduce you to Patrick Stockwell, who's in charge of literary events at Gemini Inc. We're going to tell you how you can convene with them as part of their annual writers conference that we're a part of we're familiar now i think this is probably the third or fourth one that we've talked about and it's a tradition that we know houstonians are taking a part of we will not have kelly harris on today she is an ally from new orleans she is in charge of the outreach for poets and writers in new orleans but as you know they went through havoc with the weather over the weekend, so she won't be able to convene with us. Our hearts and spirits go out to her and all our allies and friends and familia in the Big Easy. We know they had a tough time, so we will roll with the punches. We welcome her back on the air a little later, but we will have on, during the second half of the show, Lupe Mendez, who, of course, you know as Libre Traficante Lips Mendez. He is the Houston coordinator for Poets and Writers, and they've got a whole outreach program going on. So we're going to check in with him to talk about that and, of course, find out exactly how New Orleans fits in and Detroit fits in as well. We had one of their um, counterparts from Detroit on the air. And I want to give the soapbox today to talk about the free college tuition movement because that's a big deal. I cannot ignore Trump's racist tweet, so I'm going to give about one minute to that as we take the narrative back right after that and talk about, again, community cultural capital, which to me is way more important than, than his 140 characters without any character. But I'm not sure why there's any debate. Obviously, the tweets were racist, and I'm not sure why you're shocked at this rate in my opinion, if Donald Trump is elected, you, you better be ready to see a Klan rally on the White House lawn. And you'll see him defend it with some fine people. He'll say that there's some fine people out there. Why are you surprised? And part of me is actually happy. I want to find out who's under the white hoods. I want the white supremacists to reveal themselves. And then we can act accordingly. Having said that, this race to the finish line in the election 2020 is really about getting new voters out. So there's no reason to convince anyone if they don't see the racism in those tweets. There are also folks that don't recognize that using the phrase build a wall is an example of identity politics. They will reject that logic as well. So don't waste your time. Invest your time in cultivating community cultural capital so that we can get 
people elected and run for office who care about the community across the board. On that note, I do want to give this installment of Community Cultural Capital and talk about the free tuition movement because this is a big deal. And if you are on our email blast, you're the first to get these notices. They are coming out every Tuesday at 2 p.m. You can also visit the website TonyDiaz.net to, to find out more and read the entire essay. We won't read the whole thing, but this one is about education because education is vital. That's why it's thrilling that Texas has joined the free tuition movement. I hope you knew that. And as of today, the following institutions are offering free tuition. Houston Community College. And in fact, if you don't qualify for free tuition at Houston Community College, it's $20 per class now. Alamo Community College in San Antonio. They're actually offering free tuition for 25 specific high schools. Hold on to your hat. Rice University, right down the street, which is costing between forty and $60,000 a year, also has a program for free tuition. And the newest to the list, the University of Texas, Austin. Who is next? If you're listening to me right now, you got to spread the word. So, Because that's the good news. Here's the bad news. Not every community college is free yet. Not everyone in our community will find out about this. Also, this doesn't make the application process any easier. Obviously, free tuition is a major step toward building up our community. Gaining educational capital is one of the most powerful ways for our community to progress. Of course, there are a lot of structural barriers that prevent folks from pursuing an associate degree, a professional certificate, or a bachelor's degree. The application process is still complicated and can be intimidating, especially for folks who are the first to attend college, who might not speak English well, who are undocumented, who work at a job where they can't leave during the day to visit an admissions office during the hours that it's open, or who are just too dang tired and exhausted to drop in those admissions offices after they've been working a graveyard shift, and so on, and so on, and so on. Additionally, the process is tedious at best and super complicated at its worst. Now, if you want to read the whole essay, you can go to TonyDeals.net, click on the blog. I also talk about... A couple of practices that unfortunately for-profit colleges have adopted, but your typical free governmental institution has not. And there's this very cool book called Lower Ed, where a former salesperson for for for-profit colleges basically drops the truth on how these for-profit institutions are really preying on our community right and left. But, But again... They're using the text that we keep telling traditional institutions to use. Hire folks that look like the folks you want to attract. You know, change your hours around working class hours. <laughs> Make it easy to enroll. And a lot of those for-profit colleges will pressure students into signing up. We call it inspiring for the other colleges and so forth. You can tune in there. But, but I think this is a really big deal because we should also thank progressives for this crazy idea. Remember when progressives were talking insanity and saying outlandish things like 
college should be free for everyone? And then you had your naysayers say, well, how the heck are you supposed to pay for it? Well, Texas just figured it out. I think it's beautiful because because now it's happening under our noses. And again, this is not in the essay. What I want to add to it right now, too, is that I'm really tired of hearing people talking about a center. There is no center. The current president who's in charge has broken that mold. Having said that, at one point, it was ludicrous to talk about free college. Now it's not just the mainstream. It's going on in our cities. It's going to change some lives. But don't get too happy because there's still structural barriers for our community. Again, if you're listening to this, I hope that you will tell folks about it. Take it the next step. You should help someone that you know might qualify or can't qualify but would be discouraged by the process. I hope you can help them actually go through it step by step by step. And I mean fill out these forms. Actually show up at admissions office, walk through, walk with them, and hold them accountable. Give, give them a hard time. If they say they were going to do it this year, you drove them there, they showed up late, they didn't show up, hold them accountable. Say, listen, you said you were going to change your life. This is a chance to help. Let's fill out the forms at the very least. If you don't qualify, we'll at least know. Because guess what? For-profit colleges do that kind of stuff. They pull that kind of mess. And and, and I think this, this is really a moment where... This can really be a game changer. And I, and I will say this. If if it's not, if more of our gente don't sign up for that, what you're going to hear is we gave you a chance, but they didn't step up. And they will ignore then all the other structural barriers in front of it. We also got to throw people. That's why the show's on. Okay, so we're not going to lean in deep too much on 45's tweets. We're not going to dwell too much on the structural oppression we just broke down because we want you to get fired up and get people excited about taking advantage of those opportunities. And we're going to bring you some cool, deep thoughts with great music as well. Hey, this is Tony Diaz. Hey, the board is being run by Q. Hey, yo, yo, what's up? What's up? It's great, man. Oh, hey, appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate you. No, gracias. De gracias. nada, amigo. And, uh, Hola. Hey, it was fun. <laughs> it was fun hanging out at Isaiah Carey show yesterday. Yes, it was. Always a great time hanging out at Fox 26 on Isaiah Carey show. He has good content. RIP, you know who. It was just great to be around, uh, people that are committed or, uh, fun stuff like that. And, and getting the word out at, at every yes. level about the community, which Absolutely. is what we try and do. And hey, you're going to be throwing us with some great sounds. Absolutely. L- love having that next step at the top. Next step, yes. Will we, will we play it throughout the show? Yeah. Why not? We got clear coming up. Oh, on man. Resistir. Next uh, step, you know? Cannot wait. Okay, at the next top. step. Right after this musical interlude, we'll be talking to Patrick Stockwell and letting you know how you can get your writing game up to the next level. Stay tuned. That gave rise to Trump anti-Mexican rhetoric from the jump. Mass shooting and he stands with Putin to shake hands. Puerto Rican death toll, pollution, the Muslim ban, same plan. Nazi supporters, Fox News segments, paychecks to Trump threats and debt nonetheless obsessed. We're killing black and brown people since the Central Park Five out to murder black lives. Ties overseas, handshakes with enemies. Sold environment to privatize industry. Scamming young people, middle-aged elderly. 
and misery like students at that university. Reality TV is controlling the system. Murderous capitalism, the nation's a business. It was clear back then, and it's clear right now. It all comes together when you break things down. It was clear back then, and it's clear right now. It all comes together when you break things down. Long time, yes, it's been a long time. Long time, yes, it's been a long time. Long time, yes, it's been a long time. Long time. Yes, it's been a long time. Time to get together, set the movement in motion. Hate it's been there for years, now it's out in the open. More people woken from the words that are spoken, hoping that we could take back all the land that was stolen by rolling and teaching the public self-knowledge and defense to run the government occupied House and Senate. Next step for president, throwing out the justices, never trusted them, so we bring the ruckus in, busting in, voted, running for office, staging protests, write an essay, album, book, we stay focused, wrote this to combat the violence and the hate, to situate and educate when they incriminate black, Mexican, and Muslim played as scapegoats. I observe the landscape, watch and take no stand here today, tonight, tomorrow together To take out the old and bring in a new era It was clear back then and it's clear right now It all comes together when you break things down It was clear back then and it's clear right now It all comes together when you break things down Long time, yes it's been a long time 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 for president <laughs> that's dope <laughs> i love it hey next step throughout the radio show it was great to have him in the studio a little while back and we'll be bringing him back to houston he did all kinds of shows while he was here so great to show some love to san antonio and really great to see our movement spreading all over speaking of san antonio on the air joining us through telephone is patrick stockwell can you hear me patrick I'm evidently, maybe he can't. Uh, so in theory, we're reaching out to Patrick from Gemini Inc. I can hear his phone humming. Are you there, Patrick? Can you hear, can you yes. hear me? Oh, perfect. Now I hear you. Great. 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 Fantastic. Thank you so much for calling in. And you are a native Houstonian. You I get, am. That's awesome. Welcome uh, welcome back. At least, your, at least your voice is back here. <laughs> yeah, my voice is back. I'll be back soon, I promise. Oh, very cool. Um, okay. Now, you've got an MFA in creative writing fiction from New Mexico State University, where you served as assistant editor for the prestigious magazine Puerto del Sol and a coordinator with La Sociedad para las Artes and the Distinguished Visiting Writers Series. You currently work at as literary programs director for our friends and familia, Gemini Inc., San Antonio's Literary Arts Center. Your literary debut, The Light Here Changes Everything, was the winner of the 2008 Clay Reynolds Novella Prize and will be published this year. Congratulations by our friends over at Texas Review Press. Congratulations on that and welcome to the show. 
Thank you very much. I appreciate it. No, by all means. And of course, we want to talk about the uh, conference coming up and how people can get involved and get ready for it next year. But also, tell us a little bit about uh, your work doing some community work, because what I do respect is that a lot of times when people get their MFAs, they stay in the ivory tower. Obviously, that wasn't the case with you. What, what made you get out of the the hedges, so to speak? Well, <clears throat> the work that I've always been drawn to is building community. Um, I, when I, as a writer, you know, when I when I wasn't working, uh, I would look for reasons. Um, I would cr- I would create events to give myself a deadline so that I have something to write. So I've done uh, event promotion and planning, uh, you know, since I first started writing years ago. Um, and so when combined with the skills that I picked up uh, in the MFA program, um, when the opportunity to apply for the job at Gemini Inc. came available, uh, it seemed like a perfect fit. It, it, it drew from both of my skill sets of creating events and bringing in community, to get, bringing community together um, while uh, still practicing my own craft, which um, is, is a win across the board. So. No, exactly. And I think, too, I like to bring things like this up because, of course, we've spoken to folks and we've helped folks get MFAs, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, but what I like, too, is that you're also in the process building your community cultural capital, but also giving yourself other skills besides just for the – and I'm not dismissing teaching, but teaching at the university level is getting a little more complicated, and even the publishing world is in upheaval. So you, you think it would be fair to say that you were also picking up other skills that you can – uh, used to continue in the literary world and literary arts? Yes, definitely. I mean, I, th- our whole work is based around conversation. Um, you know, there's the private conversation that the writer has with the page, but then there's also the community of writers. Writing is a solitary practice, and we need to come together from time to time, and we need to find ways to draw new voices into our community as well and support them in the work that they do so that they feel like they have a place, that their voice is heard, um, so that they can feel comfortable sharing themselves, and you know, writing is a vulnerable art, as as most art is, and it 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 is difficult sometimes if you don't know your way. So by creating community and creating platforms for people to share, this is where we we really thrive, and this is what you know why we're so passionate about what it is that we do at Gemini Inc. Love it, so. and, and because of that too, I want to remind folks that you are a writer. You've been given your time, like you say, to create other platforms. So we're going to be very happy to celebrate your book when it comes out later this fall. So please, especially because you've been given back, that takes time and energy from the writing. But but that is very cool for you to, to help others. So so please, we love uh, celebrating folks that do that. So keep us on your radar for the release of your book in, uh, later in the year, of please. Of course. I'll be doing, I'm coming to Houston in a couple of weeks to plan a launch, so I'll definitely let you know. Oh, love it. Love it. Now, in the meantime, you're helping some other folks. So tell folks about the awesome stellar lineup for this year's Gemini Inc. conference. And, and again, the who, what, when, where, why. Okay. Well, the conference, I'll start with the, the win. It, takes, it starts this Friday night. Um, we have our uh, opening uh opening reception, and there's a reading event at Brick at Blue Star Arts Complex, um, where uh, our keynote address will be given by Andrea Vocab-Sanderson, who's a spoken word artist, poet, vocalist. She's a phenomenal all-around talent, one of my favorite humans I've met. Um, she'll be giving the keynote address, and then we will also have uh, Pablo Miguel Martinez and Iris nice. Sucrongrong. Pablo is a poet, um, as I'm sure everyone's familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, we're really excited to have him. Um, representing San Antonio, and then 
Ira Sukrungrung is a uh, a memoirist and essay writer um, who uh, will be coming to us to he'll be both of them will be teaching workshops alongside um, others at the conference and then that that discussion Friday at, at uh, Brick at Blue Star will be uh, moderated by Dr. Noma Kantu. So damn yeah. <laughs> nice. So go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, I was just cheering. Yeah, I was yeah, ecstatic. We're really, really <laughs> excited that uh, we've got a great lineup for that. And then the, sat- the Saturday morning, the conference proper kicks off. We have uh, 37 panel discussions. Uh, we have a booksellers market that is free to the public to come and browse. Um, all of this will be taking place at the El Tropicano Hotel uh, in downtown San Antonio. And um, there's plenty of space available. Uh, for you to come and sign up. We've got day passes for $50 on site. Um, so if, if you're interested, come on down. Uh, panels will continue on Sunday as well. Um, and then we'll have a nice wrap party at the end, kind of celebrating the, um, the entire weekend. Uh, other free programming we have, if anybody's interested in just stopping in and checking that out, we have a, a, a panel discussion with all of our featured authors. Um, the, uh, those are Analicia Sotelo, who's a Houston poet yeah. and a fantastic human as well. <laughs> um, and then we have Andre Dubuque III and Camille Acker, wow. uh, both fiction writers uh, of uh, much renown. Yeah. And they will be, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And they'll they'll be speaking um, and reading Saturday night at the Studio Gallery at Ruby City here in town. Um, and that, that event's called Wide Open Spaces, and it will be... Um, uh, moderated by Dr. Patricia Batalas. So we're nice. really excited about um, just we have so many offerings um, for anyone, you know, regardless of where, where you are in your writing career. Um, the theme of this year's conference is Negotiating Place, mm. which refers to internal, external landscapes. Uh, it, it touches on identity. It touches about where your voice is located in the overall conversation as a writer and as a literary citizen and as a citizen of the world. Um, the whole idea is to just make a place where we have so many challenges as artists and, and individuals. We have to find a, our location, um, whether it's where we sit to do our writing, um, the settings that we try to evoke, um, the way we engage with our perception of the world. And all of those things shape our stories on the page, but sometimes we need a guide. And uh, Gemini Inc. wants to open up the conversation, not to, to dictate how the conversation plays out, but to allow, to invite and allow everyone who's interested and willing to come and share what they have to say. Because we're, we're here to listen um, more than we are to, to guide. So that's, that's what we're here to do. Well, and, and what I also really uh, respect is that exactly like you're saying, like there could be folks that are, uh, you know, very familiar with the terrain. There's something for them. Folks that are uh-huh. new, there's something for them. It's a nice way for folks to get their introduction to some of these aspects as well. T- yeah. Tell me, tell us a little bit about some of the workshops. You mentioned that there's a bunch. <laughs> what, what are a yeah, couple, there are. What are a couple <laughs> highlights, perhaps? Uh, but now I'm also guessing those are full. So, so you mentioned there's some events that are open to the public, especially with some of the uh, heavy hitting authors that that folks may be familiar with. I, I imagine the workshops have already been full, or can people we, still sign up? We still have some space available oh, nice. uh, in um, in the workshop for Analicia Sotelo and uh, Pablo Miguel Martinez. We still have uh, Very a few nice. seats available. So, if you're interested, 
Um, you can contact us uh, by phone or through our website, GeminiInc.org, um, and we can get you signed up. Um, you can register online or you can register by phone. But you can also register on site if you uh, prefer to do that way. Very nice. And, and what are just some of the other workshops, just off the top of your head? I know there's a bunch. Yeah. I, so the uh, Bob Pablo's teaching on Alicia, and then Ira Sukrungrung is teaching, um, and then Andre Debus the third and Camille Acker. All of the all of them will be leading on site workshops. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> five this year. It'll be great. <laughs> And then you get an MFA when you're done, I think, right, after all that Yeah, time. I think so. Yeah, so crash course over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, uh, a lot of our friends are looking forward to that. We're happy to, to, to get the word out. We've included it in our email blast, and we'll be actually sharing it on social media as well. Do us a favor and give out the, the, the website one more time. It's GeminiInc.org. Um, and if you click on uh, – if you go to – uh, I actually have it up in front of me. If you go to, at the top, there's the, the different tabs, and you click on Writers' Conference, um, and then it'll take you to all things Gemini Inc. Writers' Conference. You just go scroll down, and you can take a look at stuff. You can shop around and see what it is that we've got going on, make sure that it's something that you're into, um, and then there's a, a link to registration there as well. So you can get the different, you know, all the different pricing and what's available um, and make your choice from there. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for calling in. We've Absolutely. Been, we've been talking thank to Patrick you. Stockwell about the annual Gemini Inc. Festival coming up. Don't miss it, and uh, stay tuned for more information. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Take care. You're experiencing Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say on the air. Of course, you had San Antonio. They just had their big book festival a short while back, and I won't be able to make it to Gemini Inc. this year, but it's always on my radar. I will be out for Mocondo. So Mocondo, the writer's retreat that Sandra Cisneros started, that Nuestra Palabra is happy to be the fiscal agent for, starts next Tuesday through Saturday. So we've got on our um, in our email blast some of the events that you can look forward to next next week as well for that and if you're feeling a little jealous we're going to be working hard to make sure that houston is holding it down for latino arts and culture coming up but we need to start demanding latino art and culture not just now and then or when we see san antonio pulling ahead of us but all the time and we'll be bringing you more updates on that but right now hats off to san antonio for holding it down and leading the way but don't worry We'll be catching up. <laughs> we'll be right back with Lupe Mendez. You're experiencing Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say on the air. We'll be right back. Hustlers and players making that paper. Money back and forth through immigrant labor. Food and profit made for companies. Conditions for economy, state, and country. Fix, grow, cook, wash, clean that mess up. Working all day, still blame for the recession. Sold to get out and go back home. Push poor theory and the cycle goes on. And the cycle goes on and on and on. They chop, chop it up until the job is done. Yes, the cycle goes on and on and on. Yeah, Lord, I chop until the job is done. They chop it up until the job is done. Free trade agreement, drafted by Reagan, results in displacement and drug trading. Document written, signed by Clinton. Power to the dealer, police and the prison. U.S. and Mexico government backing. Pockets well up after drug trafficking. Methamphetamine 
public okay money making secret handshakes and business relation between the cia and drug cartels laying down the infrastructure for drug sales and set the stage for narco heaven florida mexico u.s to texas bringing money and death to the people in the songs of the narco bonito lyrics like rap talking about kilos and not making it after and the cycle goes on and on and on they chop chop it up until the job is done You're listening to Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say. We are ripping up the skies with Mech Step throughout the show. Hope you're enjoying that. We'll make sure to bring them back to town soon. And joining us through telephone, Libre Traficante Lips Mendez. Hey, Lupe, ¿cómo estás, hombre? Now, now I've been doing some some praxis work, and I realize that I've never really read your bio when you are on <laughs> as a guest. And I th- and I was thinking it shouldn't be a disadvantage to know us well. <laughs> so, <laughs> like a stranger, I would read their bio. So I'm actually going to read your bio as if I didn't know you. Okay, got it. I thank you for reading my bio, <laughs> sir. So, uh, Mr. Guadalupe Mendez is originally from Galveston, Texas. Mendez, writer, educator, activist, works with Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say, if you've never heard of them. They're pretty right. cool. Uh, Brazilian Arts Foundation, Ay Sabe Capoeira, yep. and other organizations to promote poetry events, advocates for literacy, literature, and organize creative writing workshops that are open to the public. He's the founder of Tintero Projects, and works with emerging Latinx writers and other writers of color within the Texas Gulf Coast region, wherever that is. Lupe co-hosts Inkwell, a collaborative podcast on regional, national, international Latinx writers and other writers of color. Mendez is a Canto Mundo fellow, a Mocondo fellow, Mocondo Nation, Mocondo Nation next week, and an emerging poet incubator fellow. Mendez has nearly 20 years of experience. You gotta have to prove that. As a performance poet. <laughs> I've seen all 20. I've seen all 20 years. I'm the proof. He's not lying. This bio is not a lie. Having opened up for such notable writers. Okay, let's see who he puts. I'm gonna text everybody you put. Go ahead. And I'm gonna text the ones you didn't put. I will te- <laughs> I'm gonna text the writers you did not put. Yeah, ver que dice. I'm giving me a trouble. <laughs> Dagoberto Gill. Dang. You read with Dagoberto? 
Yeah, right? Esmeralda Santiago, la mera mera. Dang. You remember Esmeralda, huh? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Ah, the late, great Raul Salinas. Oh, man, I'm so glad you got to meet with Raul. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that is beautiful, man. Um, he has shared his poetry across the country in places such as the Holocaust Museum Houston, the Young Center, Mecca Houston, the Mission Cultural Center for Latino Arts. I was there with him in That's San right. Francisco. That was dope. The National Hispanic Cultural Center, Albuquerque. The Mexican Cultural Center, Austin. A keynote speaker, performer across Texas. Mendes hosts writing workshops across the country. Most recently as a teaching artist for the Poetry Foundation's Teacher Poetry Summit, Aito. That's a I'm pretty sorry. impressive bio. All of this is true. I vouch for him. Sweet. Sweet. N- none of this is made up. And, of course, you're here to talk about your role as the Houston Coordinator for Poets and Writers Outreach. Yeah, yeah. Now, shout out to your colleague, to colega de New Orleans, who couldn't join us because of uh, all the weather yeah. trauma going on so, out there. Yeah, shout out to uh, Kelly Harris. Um, Kelly, maybe... Last, I want to say last Thursday, we were supposed to be on a call for a, a check-in meeting with our, our counterpart from Detroit, uh, Justin Rogers, who you've already had on the show before, um, and our our head honchos in uh, New York. But the weather started getting real bad in New Orleans prior to uh, the hurricane. And then uh, New Orleans being flooded uh, in the process, they, Kelly's family and her, they had to evacuate. Oh, my goodness. Uh, they lost one of her cars. So, oh out my to Kelly. goodness. They're all safe. Uh, they're recovery. They're in recovery mode. They're just trying to piece back uh, as much of a semblance of normality as possible in these days. So, um, our thoughts are with her and her family and everybody else in, in Louisiana. Um, but, yeah, the, the work that we're doing is... It's interesting because both Justin and myself and Kelly, we've been doing this work for so long. And, like, it's the work that we do for, like, in Nuestra Palabra that that finally it's, like, being able to have a little bit of a position and a bit of a budget to work with to do to do all this amazing work. Well, and I do, um, again, I do like that we can talk about what Kelly's going through only because it's good to remind listeners and readers that one the writing life is fragile right and then two even in the best case scenarios poets writers get tired get desolucionado uh, desanimados right um you got families you got to juggle work and and i say all that because hats off to those like you who put community first Stay true to the writing, but also lend a hand to get other voices out. Yeah. So I think it's great to reflect on that and and really appreciate when things all work at once to get things done. And like you're saying, it is beautiful to see now that work of like Nuestra Palabra, like you're saying, Tintero Projects, is being recognized. But also, it looks like you're you're aggregating what Houston, New Orleans, all these things coming together. And also, uh, I love that you're doing that calendar. Tell folks a little about the calendar you're putting together and some of the specific projects that folks can see that you're working on. So, 
part of uh, the position as uh, a literary outreach coordinator, and thank you guys for having me on the air under this um, this hat. Um, the idea behind it is <clears throat> the want to be able to work from, instead of the top down, from the bottom up, looking at what is it that an organization like Poets and Writers is doing by providing uh, resources and lists and uh, other access to, to, to uh, potential resource for, for furthering the career in writing, but then at the same time uh, adding in a bit of a dose of monetary funds, right? So part of my job is to, A, be the go-between between what the information is from the larger organization of poets and writers, at, to the community here in Houston, Kelly for the, the community in New Orleans, and Justin in the community in, in Detroit, um, but then also serve as a way to remind the, the powers that be in both New York and in California uh, to say, hey, this is what, what writing looks like in the cities that are not on the east or the west coast. Boom. Um, they were super specific in making sure that both the Southwest, the South, and the Midwest were represented uh, by having selected the three of us as, as outreach coordinators. Well, and, and what I would like to add to that, too, is that especially in this era of upheaval in the publishing world, the, the centers of the mainstream publishing power are in upheaval anyway. And that's why a lot of it's in New York and in L.A., that's no longer the case accurately. Uh, additionally, part of upheaval is because of the technological revolution. So now people don't have to go through paper to get published. Uh, still important, but, but not that issue. And then, uh, let's be real. This is the ascent of Texas. This is the ascent of Houston. Like We are major players in the world, which right. we've proven in many ways. But this is our time. We're all coming together. So, and um, with all that being pieced together... Uh, part of our, so our roles were, were specifically designed to, to be that go-between. And part of the go-between is uh, leading by example. So one of my, my job details is to fill in and filter uh, the calendar on the Poets and Writers website. So anybody can access any of the resources that are on the site itself. If you go to pw.org, everything's listed. All the resources are there. And you can tailor-make the website will work for you as a writer or as a fan of writing or as a poet or as a fan of poetry and actually be able to use uh, all the tools there to help you plan out your writing life, right? So the calendar, for example, uh, every month I go in and uh, ask folks on the, on the interweb to, to send me what are events that are coming up. Who are you organizations or individual poets or organizers or curators? Are you putting together some kind of a literary event, a show, a performance? Where is it at? What are the dates? What info can you give me? And I take all that info and then drop that into uh, the calendar and populate the field so that we have, uh, for example, in the month of July, we are close to, I want to say we're right at 40 events for the whole month. So with that being the the thirty days of the month, there's a double up <laughs> on events across the city, right? Like 
There's something happening every day of the week, and we've got a calendar to prove it. And some days, two things. Right. right? <laughs> and so with that, it's, it's all the information sharing that, that makes this job uh, a bit of a pleasure. Like learning who are all the organizations in the city, being able to share that with uh, my counterparts, uh, with the offices in both New York and L.A., and then, you know, providing the information in, in reverse, like what is it that, that poets and writers can do for you? And what do you need to be uh, successful in making the works that you're working on do what it needs to do? And additionally, especially because uh, I've been thinking and writing a lot about community cultural capital, one way is this is a great way to quantify that cultural yeah. capital. Because just like you said, now there you could say, well, there are 40 events this particular month when people think, right. oh, it's a cultural wasteland. No, that is not the case. Uh, also, let's talk money. So there are ways that um, that people can apply for, for grants. And uh, am I correct in saying that's one of your mandates as well, to get more people yes. to apply for that money, more Houstonians uh, uh, to get that money? The idea money? is that if we can up the number of individuals, I'll, I'll be real transparent, the amount of funding that Houston is provided to do literary events, um, we always end up with a, a surplus. Um, and now more than ever, Poets and Writers wants to make sure that this city, the fourth largest city in the nation, uses every dime to put together whatever literary events are out there. Yeah, and, and, th so, and those grants are up to $500? Um, the grants right now... Uh, you can go, uh, if it's a writing workshop, you can go up to 350 uh, for a reading or performance. It's 250 uh, before it used to be less. Um, you can apply as many times as you'd like. Uh, there's no cap. Um, and, and there you, used to be the specifications on uh, organizations having to be 501c3, and that's no longer the case either. That's um, very cool. But, but Poets and Writers has learned and, and realized that Every single entity that's doing the work in the literary world doesn't fall in the same line or work and function in the same scope. And let, so let me ask you this: Why Lupe. create barriers to, to what could be a helpful funding source? And so they retooled what that looks like. Let, let me ask you this, though: So yeah. is it fair to say then that if our listeners, especially from Houston, don't apply for that money, Lupe Mendez will get fired? So yes. Yes, I, I will not have a job. If you're listening you right now, the guy's got a kid, okay? Yeah. So taking food off my table. And worse, worse, it. I want people to love and fear Houston. I want everyone to know we're going after your money. Vamos, that's, ya, that's vamos por la lana. No, van a soltar la you. lana a Houston. Los tejanos <laughs> le van a quitar la lana cada centavo, right? That's, that's it. That's it, yo. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed that we left money on the table. Never that again. Is, <laughs> Never well, again. So it's um, uh, Jasmine, wife and fellow poet, uh, just came back from uh, doing a week-long retreat uh, in poetry uh, workshop workshop retreat uh, at Kenyon College, and uh, Salman nice. Sharif was there as uh, a writer who was running one of the workshops, and it was a creative nonfiction, and so Jasmine was uh, in one of her workshops, and in conversation. Um, they ended up talking about, like, what are literary cities? And she's like, oh, where do you live? And Jasmine's like, I live in Houston. And she's like, oh, that's one of the most literary cities in the country. That's so amazing work happening. So we wow. have, the, we have the, the, we have the chops. 
we have the organization, we have the events, and we want to make sure that uh, these things keep occurring and they keep happening on the long scale. Well, and, and let's get it straight. We've always been rocking it. However, right. it's nice. It's nice that now people across the country are seeing it and speaking yeah. about it. It's that echo. It's that echo effect. It's that. It's, that. it's exactly that. Um, one of the other pieces, too, of the job is especially uh, the presence on social media. So we, myself, Justin, and Kelly, we all have access to an official Poets and Writers uh, I do. Twitter account. Uh, they gave me business cards. It's real, boss. It's real. Um, they gave me business cards. Uh, I get a table. You are documented. You're literary documented yeah. now, Mano. <laughs> Do- documented. So documented. And on top of that, a Twitter account. Uh, our Twitter is at Houston PWORG. But but let's and, be let's be real. I mean, we're, we're we're teasing you a little bit, but we're proud of you. But also for for listeners, this is how Houston acquires cultural capital. And, and and the cards matter, the Twitter matters, um, exhausting the funds that coming to us matter, and and being on the radar matters. So this is all excellent work, but t- it takes what we do not to the next level. I know we're gonna pass that level too now because we keep just building and building and building, which Yo, is exciting. It, it's interesting to see all the work that one does over the years to support other writers in doing this work pays off in dividends like that cultural capital that human capital that we invest in word spreads right word spreads like Mm. wildfire and the idea that that these things can happen in ways that then shout so loud to let others know that in the cities that are doing the work there's credible source to say that yeah that this these spaces are are ready and are due uh, their fair share of, of what can be out there. Um, I'm ecstatically proud that, that uh, the Poets and Writers is able to fund a total of nine cities in the U.S., right? Of the nine cities, three of these cities were selected to have a literary outreach coordinator. From this point, it's all sky's the limit. Like, the idea, too, is to continue funding each of these cities, um, but then to continue adding on to their successes, right? Nice. The idea of the long term is also if there can be some provisions and ways to provide for a literary outreach coordinator for D.C., for Seattle, for Phoenix, for Tucson. Those are the other cities that are part of this conversation as well. They're doing this kind of work. And there are people in those cities that are doing uh, that I can say are a counterpart, right? Um and these things grow and it takes time. So in order for Houston to keep being in the game, in the mix, it takes people to continue doing the work that they're doing. And if poets and writers can assist in giving some money so that individuals can continue this work, all the better for everyone. Now, of course, we want to hear more about this project. But having said that, we want to show all all facets of our writer, activist, philosopher, King's do you want to close with a poem? Because we're still celebrating uh, why I am like tequila's launch. And I, I do want to share some of that because, of course, you know, if an hour you give to the community is an hour away from the typewriter. Right, right, right. Um, okay, so, yes, let me uh, let me get a poem together. Um, I will do... 
That was a great reading the other day over at Brazos with you and Deep and Isis, by the way. Very cool. Man, that was that was such a good time. And Alvaro was in the house too with Michelle. Yo, it was such a that was such a dope night. It was that was that was dope. man. It was a, a nuestra palabra reunion. That was so cool. Yo, absolutely. Um, okay, I will do uh, the opening poem to the book. Um, the first one based on my name. Uh, so one of my nicknames that I've always hated, um, <laughs> my family still calls me and they don't know that I hate it. So I haven't told them, but they might know now because I'm on the radio, but whatever. <laughs> um, it's titled Lupio. <laughs> I asked Apa why this name. He laughed. The night you were born, your ama almost died. Toxemia in veins and outside the moon was a breeze. He asked. About Amma in broken English, the doctor told my father, pray, only one will make it. Diochilo once said, Apa sharpened glass pieces to shave. I asked, how did Apa not cut himself? Dio laughed, muchacho, cada hombre se corta. Blood is nothing. Amma said on my born day, she floated out of body in a red line, saw herself, Heard a baby coo. Ama had to have a hysterectomy. Perhaps age or eye broke womb. The night my apa first crossed Texas, he prayed La Virgencita would guide him. He prayed to a breeze, a moon. I imagined him in prayer the night I was born. In a capilla. Querida Virgen, déjame los vivos. My body, then. My ama's blood pooled in this name. I've wondered... If I am the best that he asked for, I have not fought, howled at the moon like he. I haven't mixed mud, sweat the way Ama has, but I, I've been lumbre every night. Hmm. Lupe Mendez sharing a piece from his debut collection, Why I Am Like Tequila. He's been joining us, telling us how you too can benefit from Houston's bastion of poets and writers. And I loved what you said in your tweet, and you pointed out that uh, our crew in that picture, yo, Mano, the struggle was real, man. Was, oh, man, man, that struggle I, was real. I had a, I was going to post it, and I was like, oh, my God, this is a thread. This is so a thread. But, but you know what, though? Oh, man, everybody in that crew filled me with audacity, uh, came through with that talent, and I always knew we were going to win. It's nice that we have, and it ain't over. It ain't right. over. Right, right. It gets bigger. Yeah. Boom, the boom increases, Mano. So Yo, blessing. Uh, couldn't happen to a nicer guy than you. Glad you're holding <laughs> it down. And uh, we're going to take it all over, man. We're going to take poets and writers all over and Done. and spread it. Done. Thank you, man. Thank you for all the work, for all these years of patience and masterminding. Like, if there's a mastermind behind all of it, yo, like, props to you and all the work you've done. It's amazing. Hi to everybody on the show. A shout-out to everybody out there doing what they're doing for the summer. And uh, adelante, seguimos. Unidos, hermano. Thank you so much. All right, cool. Chatting with Lupe Mendez. We've wrapped up another show. The hour is done. And we hope you enjoyed it. Had a great show. I enjoyed the heck out of it. Uh, and, of course, uh, Q, good job. Appreciate it. Great tunes. No problem, no problem. Looking forward to, to next week's show as well. And looking forward to Macondo. 
Hope you'll take advantage of some of these opportunities we mentioned. Maybe follow up on some of the music that we're flowing. Look up Mech Step on all yep. socials. I always love listening to Lupe. I always love him. He's great in person. I to, yeah, I told him. You know, that's the thing I love when I saw him in person. I love his delivery. You know, there's there's definitely a uniqueness to his delivery um, from other poets and, and he has and, that and, and, and folks theatrical aspect. Absolutely, like he's a good actor. <laughs> and he draws it from the earth. If you notice, yep. you know, yeah. No, it's all in the legs, you know. What I really like about our movement is that everybody's got so many gifts that they're so generous with, and it's yeah. cool just to kind of see. You know, we learn from each other. I agree with and that. And enjoy it. So, 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 mano. Shouts out to Marlene, who's helped shape the show, and also let the hearts go out to both of them for all the love they give the show. We love them back, and for you for listening. This is Tony Diaz Libertaficante. and Q in the studio. Stay tuned for coming to America. Underneath and in between seats In the ashtray stereo with speaker box While you're out in the cold with cap and stickers off They looking for the product sold Money, phone, and guns In the glove compartment, console in the trunk But all they find is clothes, records, and an NPC A couple USBs and a third group CD And it makes a cop sick To see you drive on with his finger on the trigger Set to blow your head off Him, my crooked letter, crooked letter Cops, bully with a badge and protect no matter where you are on the political spectrum, KPFT is a daily check-in on the workings of democracy. Part of a democracy is an independent press and media. Media like this is supposed to be the check and balance on government. And community radio is one of the few media outlets left that is completely independent. That's why, in this age of the greatest media consolidation America has ever seen, having different voices out there is essential. KPFT has been around since 1970, and we have survived through the contributions of people like you. Listeners who donate to KPFT support us because they know that's what keeps KPFT independent. Why wait for a pledge drive? You can join KPFT online at kpft.org. Thomas Jefferson said, People cannot be both ignorant and free. Help keep KPFT vibrant with your financial contribution. Visit kpft.org to join securely online. This is commercial-free, listener-sponsored Pacifica Radio, KPFT Houston. Many of us know someone looking to sell or just get rid of an old car, truck, RV, or motorcycle. It may be just taking up room in the garage or driveway. Sometimes the cost of the repair just doesn't make a sale even worth it. And as we all look for tax deductions at the end of the year, you may want to consider donating that unwanted vehicle, running or not. KPFT can have the vehicle towed away at no charge to you. The owner, you, get a tax receipt for deductions at the end of the year, a KPFT membership, and the satisfaction of knowing that old vehicle went to a good cause. It's a win all the way around. 
So just call toll-free 1-855-KPFT-CAR. That's 1-855-573-8227. No matter if it's a car, truck, scooter, farm equipment, just about any kind of vehicle, we can take care of it. Just call 1-855-KPFT-CAR now or visit kpft.com. 